0: You're listening to Accelerate Churches Podcast, located in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Thank you for joining us. We pray you leave inspired, and this message helps you build your faith. Amen. While you're standing, uh, go ahead and grab your copy of God's Word uh, and meet me in Psalms 62. Psalm 62. Uh, We're continuing on with our uh, summer playlist. And I'm excited. Uh, pastor Jacob and uh, Pastor Don Tone Bellamy have come and literally destroyed this stage. I literally like, come. Y'all can do better. Y'all, y'all very own was up here, yeah. Um, and so I'm just excited to be here. Uh, I indeed love Accelerate Church. Um, I love your pastor. Pastor Ernest Grant. Uh, in his absent, I love you, man. If you ever watch this, he probably ain't gonna watch my preaching, but it's okay. Um, but I love you, man. I want to publicly uh, say that and make it known that that is my brother. Uh, and anytime he needs me, this is a running joke. Every time he asks me to be here, I'm never available. But this time I said, I'll move heaven and earth just to be here with my family. So I love you, man. And I appreciate you. Uh, let me rush into this word. Psalm 62. Uh, verse 5 Psalm 62 verse 5 through 8 it reads like this rest in God alone my soul for my hope comes from him he alone is my rock and my salvation my stronghold I will not be shaken my salvation and glory depend on God my strong rock my Refuge is in God. Verse 8, trust in him at all times. You people, pour out your heart before him. God is our refuge. If I could tag this text in our exchange today, I'd like to tag it in God we trust. Let me pray one more time. Father, would you use your servant now? Give me conviction of heart give me concision of speech help me to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth because we know the truth sets people free and we want to be free people father use your servant we pray in jesus name and every glad heart said amen amen. you may be seated in god we trust um in someone's pocket right now you hold or you house a bill. Now, some of y'all balling out of control. Let me, let me, let me make it more, uh, uh more relevant. Some of y'all are, uh, have money. <laughs> you, you, you have wealth, but no, no, nonetheless, you, you house some type of bill. Some of us have gone far away from that. And now we only got credit cards and, and cards, but 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 we all, at one point point in time, have housed a bill. Um, you you use that bill at will. You purchase your needs and your wants. You, uh, in some way, trust that that bill is going to hold its value to get you what you want. Um. You you have witnessed on many of occasions that you're you going to a, 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 a to a store and and putting that stuff on that conveyor belt and then then getting to the cash register and they tell you the price. You you believe that when you take out that bill that when you turn it over you're going to be able to get the items that you placed on that bill. Some of us trust that bill more than we trust God. We, we we move freely with the bill, but when it comes with to what God is calling us to do, we are hesitant. When it when it comes, y'all mighty quiet in here. I know y'all reflective, so, but I'm am a Baptist preacher, so you gotta you gotta you gotta talk back every now and then. The sermon will go a lot faster, I promise you. But but we 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 in some way, and i I've I've been there, and sometimes I still am there that I trust the bill. More than I trust the God who owns the bill. Um, let, let me just rush. Let, let me rush. Uh, on the back of that bill reads a phrase that most of us miss. It reads the title of my sermon, In God We Trust. Our lives look like in money we trust. In relationships we trust. In job security we trust. In my degree we trust. Am I talking to anybody in here? This is sometimes how we live. We live as if we trust everybody and everything but God. <laughs> Some of our lives look like we trust everything and everyone but God. And and here's the truth, and and hopefully I'll I'll get some people who are are honest with me today. You've tried many things and many people. And you found out that they left you empty still. Okay, so... This is the type of church I got today. Okay. <laughs> so, right now, now that I got that out the way, I know who's going to be real and honest to, to be with me in this sermon, and the rest of y'all just hold, it on, hold on to it. Uh, um, while, while, while I'm at that, at that place, I, I want to say this that many of us trust things because society says we should. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know I'm at your front door. Because how we live shows that we believe everything everybody else is saying. Rather than what God has said. But watch this. We still call ourselves Christians. We still say we're Christ-like. But we do the very opposite of what Christ would have done. We say in God we trust. But we live as if everything else rules and runs our lives. Y'all still not with me, so it's okay. Throughout the scriptures, we, we see uh, that living for God is necessary. Even right here, David, which is the passage we're in, Psalm 62, David Um, David is the target here. They are trying to bring David down. They're trying to destroy David. And you're sitting there and you're probably asking, well, why are they trying to destroy David? Who who are the people that are trying to, uh, uh, to bring him down? Who are the people who are surrounding him? Who are the people who want him dead? But before we get to that part, can we look at the response that David has? David clings to God. David doesn't say or start off with my enemy. I, I promise you, look, look at the text. Look at the text. I didn't read verse one, but, but here it is. Verse one says, I am at rest in God alone. He, he, he then says. He's my salvation. My, my salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and he alone is my salvation. He's my stronghold and I would not be shaken. But, but right after that, he says, he says this, how long will you threaten a man? <laughs> will, will all of you attack as if uh, he were a leaning wall or a tottering fence? Verse four says, they only plan to bring him down. From his high position, they take pleasure in lying. They bless with their mouths. But watch this. Inwardly, they curse. What is happening here, you might be asking. And I'm glad you asked because y'all asked all the right questions. I told you that David is surrounded by people. But what I didn't mention is David knew the people he was surrounded by. The people that, that praised him and said, oh, King David. Well, the same people that in their heart <laughs> wanted to curse him. No, not wanted to, was cursing him. They were cursing him. Now, before you get my mis- this sermon for a mistake and think that I'm about to preach on haters, I'm not. I'm not. But what I will say is though there are some of us here who have experienced this. And you know how it feels. But what I want to show you is that not you just need to point the finger and say, man, look how they treated me. What I want you to guard yourself against is believing that you couldn't be the person who's cussing somebody else out. You ain't even got to say it with your mouth. Your heart is trying to bring people down. And God is not, is not uh, more so focused on what you say with your mouth. He's, con- he's looking at your heart. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is what the text is, is pointing out. More than haters, it's saying, watch yourself. Be careful of how you look at people in your heart. Yes. I got to move. That's, a, that's, a, that's just for you. Tuck that away. Just tuck. I'm, listen, we're going to working together. Yeah. Tuck it away <laughs> because there's going to be a moment in your life where you feel like notice I said feel yeah. Yeah. we got feelings where you feel like the person in position doesn't need to be there. Woo. But if God is the one orchestrating things and you aren't, then if they're there, that's obviously what he wants. Once again, talk it away. It's a principle for you. I love how David forms this, though, right? Notice he starts with the solution and then his problem. But then he follows up in verse 5 with the solution again. Y'all just, y'all just read it with me. He says, my soul rests in God. He says, y'all trying to attack me, but my soul rests in God. David doesn't say problem, solution, problem. Because he understands that the solution is not bigger than God. God is bigger than the solution, than the problem. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it again because I messed up right there, okay? Let me do it again. He understands that the problem is not bigger than God. God is bigger than the problem. And so what he sandwiches. This this in between this problem is the reality that I can find rest in God. I'm talking to somebody here who is looking at your problem and saying, oh, my gosh, I'm weighted down. But when it comes to talking about the problem solver. You give him a portion and not the greater narrative. Y'all silent in here. It's okay. It's okay. Here, David says, rest in God alone. For the people taking notes, here's what I want you to write down. If we are going to truly trust God, we must, number one, find rest in God alone. Now, that's easier said than done. I know. <laughs> but, but, but let me, let, let's just, let's just work through the text. I, I love the way the NIV says it. It says, find rest in God. The, the, the Hebrew word, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to geek out on you, but the Hebrew word here, it means to stand still, to be, this is good, to be motionless, rigid. Here's one, to keep quiet. David says, I'm going to shut up in the presence of God. I won't say a word in the presence of God. I'm going to sit in silence in the presence of God. David here is not focused outward. David is saying inwardly, I'm going to be quiet. Because he's still writing this, so he might be verbally saying stuff, but he's verbally saying it to God who understands where he is, but he's not trying to solve his own problem. Some of us go to therapy and say all our problems, and then don't let the therapist say what we need to fix about our problem. We try to give solutions ourselves to fix our own problems. That's how we treat God. Well, God, if you only did it this way, it would have worked out. But in that moment, I don't think you're letting God be God. It's more like you're letting your own will be God. you you know, it's, it's, it's mighty quiet in here. I, am, I, am, I, am I making sense? I just need to, okay, I just, I just want to make sure. I, I want to make sure. <laughs> the, 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 he, he says, I'm going to be quiet. The thing that is, that's the loudest sometimes, I need to make be still. That, that makes sense? Watch this. The thing for some of us, It's not that we say a lot of things with our mouths. Our hearts just, they just ooze out what we feel and what we think. And you don't even have to say anything. And we know where you are because of your heart. You carry it around. You carry the the bitterness around. You carry the weight of the world around. Before David says anything, he says, I'm going to rest in God, not just a physical rest. I'm going to emotionally rest. I'm going to spiritually rest. What David realizes is I can't control anything. But I'll rest in the God who is always in control. David says, take rest. My soul. Says I'm. I'm going to quiet. My soul in God. Some of us don't know how to sit still. Sorry. I don't know how to sit still. (laughs) My wife will tell you she. Oh she walked out with the baby. It's okay. But she'll, she'll let you know. She will literally say. You, sir, are doing the most. <laughs> I'm a workaholic, so it's, it's in me. I, it, it needs to be fixed. Solution, here I come. But there's, there's rare occasions where I actually get to rest. And not just physically rest, but emotionally and mentally rest. So I'm a thinker. I'm a deep thinker. I'm, I'm, I'm all, there's like literally, if I'm driving in my car, you ain't going to hear a sound. But there's a soundtrack in my mind of all the things that need to be done. All the, su- all the problems that need solutions. And what happens is, though I'm not saying anything or doing anything, I'm still not at rest. Because I'm allowing my emotions and my mental thoughts to plague me. And then, watch this, I wind up even more exhausted than I would have if I just was doing manual labor. <laughs> David says, regardless of my manual labor, my physical labor, he says, I'm going to force my soul to take rest. Yes. Yes. Let's take rest my soul. Um, I, I, Jackie Hill Perry uh, wrote this on Instagram. Um, earlier this week she says why is rest so hard it could be that rest imposes certain limitations on us putting us in a position to find purpose independent of our work she goes on and she says the rest we resist is for our good it's the way, it's a way to steward our entire selves how else will we remember that the man That man doesn't live by bread alone. How else will we recall that the manna that was provided for the Israelites came from God? How else will we discover that uh, God's provision isn't dependent upon our hustle, but it's all dependent upon his goodness? This is what she says at the end. Rest is worship. (laughs) Rest is Worship. It's it's worship because you realize you don't own nor do you run your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is God and God alone that is running the show. Yeah, that's good, sir. That's good, sir. David asserts trust in God alone. He's the only one who can deliver the psalmist. And provide him with safety and security. David knows and has experienced God to be the only one who could run it. David knows that God is a man of his word. This leads me to my second point. Knowing that God is a man of his word, here it is. Believe that he says who he is. This is hard too. These, These points, these are not easy points. But watch this. It's the Christian life, though. Help us, sir. Help us, sir. Yeah. He, he, he goes on, verse 6. I got 15 minutes. Here we go. Verse 6, he says, he alone is my rock and my salvation. This is so beautiful, y'all. I'm going to walk through it. But he, he says, my salvation, my stronghold, I will not be shaken. My salvation and my glory depend on God, my solid rock. My refuge is in God. Can I explain to you the phrases David is using? He says, my rock, which describes that it's Yahweh's strength or Yahweh's protection. That's the word for rock there. But 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 he also uses salvation. And and for us, on on, on after we 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 got the scriptures already. So Jesus has already came. We look at salvation in a different way. But but for David he, he, he says this, this is what this, this word or, or phrase salvation means uh, to him. It's, it refers to the liberation uh, God provides from hazards and from problems. He's not talking about uh, uh, the, the specific way of how we are saved, the sa- that salvation. He's saying, I'm, I'm not just protected but but he's keeping me from hazardous things and from problems and, and watch this. Even though I'm in the problem, even though I'm, this, uh, I'm, I'm experiencing all these hazardous things. He's with me. He's my salvation. He, he says. He says Yahweh is. He's my protection. He's 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 uh, my liberation. He 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 frees me from the hazard. But 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 watch this. He says. My stronghold. This is interesting because I, I always, when I hear stronghold, I always think of it in the negative sense. Like, Lord, break them free from their strongholds. You know, y'all ever heard them charismatic people? You're yeah, going to break free from the stronghold right now, right? That's, that's, what, I, that's what I hear when, when I hear stronghold. But that's not what David's talking about. David says, he says, he's my stronghold, which means he goes beyond... The fact that he—it's Yahweh's protection. He's—it means that he's a stable protection. I wish y'all could get this like I felt it. Listen, like literally, he says he—he doesn't just protect me. It's not just a house. It's a house that when whatever comes against it, it's not even bothered. It, it also—it also refers to that 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 this this. This, this stronghold is set high. <laughs> Watch well, this. He has to say that the, stronghold is, uh, that the stronghold is set high because what you got to understand is David got enemies. Y'all saw that in verse 3 and 4. He has people coming against him. But what he says is my God is my stronghold which means my God is, has me so high that my enemies can't even get to me. Let me me tell you something. Sometimes you need to be unbothered by your enemies because you're in a place that's high. And watch this. You're with God. Sometimes we focus on the wrong things. We're so concerned. I'm on this platform. And y'all over there. I'm not going to be concerned with if water starts to get a little floody down here. Because I am up high. What we do is we look at the water and we... Doing all like this, and we try to wash our hands, but we're worried about the wrong thing. If He already put me in a high position, what am I worried about? What's down here? Yeah. He's a stronghold. He has placed it, placed me in a stable protection. Can't nobody shake me. What is David saying? Now, let let me me help you out because I forgot to say this too. Here here it is. David is still a target when he's saying this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nothing has changed in David's situation. But David's disposition is, I know a God who can protect me even if it doesn't change. (laughs) <laughs> this is, he's, he's a man of his word. He does exactly what he says he'll do. Can, can I show you a few places where he says that he's a rock? Look at Isaiah. Isaiah 26 verse 4 says, trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is a what? Everlasting rock. <laughs> but then. It doesn't just happen in the Old Testament. The New Testament says, Jesus says in in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 and 27, he says this. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a man or a wise man who built his house on a what? A rock. And the rain fell and the floods. This is just something for you. The rains fell. The flood came. The wind blew and beat upon the house. What is that? Real quick principle. Life will happen to you. Principle. Here it is. Tuck it in your pocket. Let's move. He says it uh, it beat upon the house. But here's the beautiful part. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. This is beautiful. Not only does God reveal himself as the rock in the Old Testament, he says because Jesus and I are one, he's going to even show you that if you build your life on him, You'll be safe. For the five claps I got. Stay on the rock. For everybody else who ain't clap. Tear your house down and build it on the rock. Watch this. He says, he says, I'm just breaking down the the three points, right? He says, he says, my rock. He says, my salvation. And he says, my stronghold. This is this is kind of what we see uh, uh, Jesus as, or God as salvation in the Old Testament. Exodus chapter 20, verse two, it says, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of savior, uh, slavery. He says, you want to believe that I'll save you because I've already done it. Remember where you were, but don't stay where you were. Remember what I did to help you get out. He says, I've proven to you. And David can look back at this and say, "Ah, God was faithful in delivering them from Egypt. Plague after plague came and he sustained their life. David says, He's not just my rock. I don't just build my life upon him. But, but even when the storms come, he'll also save me. <laughs> and I know he'll save because he did it before. The songwriter said, if he did it before, <laughs> he can do it again. He's the same. Watch this. Same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. David is finding rest. In the God of his salvation. This is the last one, and, and I'm, I'm going to go to my third point. You see Nahum 1 and 7, it says, the Lord, and this is describing him as a stronghold, the Lord is good. This is, I can hear my dad saying it too. The Lord is good. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. He cares for those who take refuge in him. What David is going off of is God's track record. God has proven himself as a rock. He's proven himself as salvation. He's proven himself as a stronghold. And what David is holding on to is the fact that God said that he'll never change. And so therefore, if he does not change, then these things have to stay true. David says, he's my rock he's my salvation basically this is this is for everybody you can just take this home he's everything H- how do i know he's everything i'm glad y'all asked y'all asked all the right questions exodus chapter 3 verse 14 some of y'all know this god responded to moses and says tell them crazy people i am that i am <laughs> He, he, he goes beyond just rock salvation. He goes beyond stronghold. He goes beyond a provider. He says, I'm tired of explaining it to them who I am. So you know what I'll say? Tell them I am that I am. <laughs> oh, he, he. We see in the Old Testament, God proving himself. We see in the New Testament, Jesus being the fulfillment of what God has promised. He has the same characteristics of God the Father. He, he, he literally displays those things just as God the Father did. He provides bread for the hungry. Feeds the 5,000, right? Jesus does this. But, but, but what happened before that? God sent manna from heaven. And so what's consistent is... The God who was with them in the Old Testament reveals himself in Jesus Christ and says, I'll still be exactly what you need. But I'm giving you an extra level of salvation so that you don't have to worry about trying to save yourself. I've done it for you. Moving. Um, Last point. David displays this, that you need to practice what you preach. (laughs) David displays that you must practice what you preach. David moves from a personal encouragement to a communal address. (laughs) Look, look, look at what the scripture says, says my soul needs the rest. He's my salvation. He's my stronghold. He's my rock. He's he is my glory. He's my refuge, but then he says, "Trust in Him at all times, you people." He 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 he. <laughs> this is so beautiful. He he does exactly what Psalm, what he does in Psalms thirty four. He says, "I will bless the Lord at all times." Praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and be glad. And then he says, I'm moving out of this personal worship experience and I'm going to get some people who will testify with me. Oh, magnify the Lord. Yes, the text, yes, sir. Yes, sir. David follows that same trajectory of writing. He says, My soul rests in God. Then he says, Man, I'm. I, I'm hurting God. They're trying to destroy me. But then he says, My soul still rests in you. He doesn't stay there though. He says, <laughs> Trust in him at all times. Stop. The psalmist says, Trust. This, 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 the Greek word for trust here means to depend, to be confident in, it means to put your weight on. But, but, but watch this. He doesn't stop right there. He then says, don't just trust in him, but pour out your heart to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says, don't just stop at saying, man, I'm a, Lord, I'm going to you. know how some of us be. Lord, I'm, I'm going to trust you. I don't know what's going to happen. We're still pacing the floor. The, the carpet is, is all messed up. We're we, we still, we still doing that, but we're saying we're trusting God. He says, Lord... He he encourages them. He says, don't just trust him, but pour out your heart to him. Watch this. Why does he say that? He says, because I just did the same thing. How do I know? He says in verse 3, how long, Lord? How long are they going to come against me? David doesn't just rest in God and just, you know, sit in fetal position, and he's just, you know, is blinking around him and he's no, he says, Lord, I'm arresting you, but while I'm here, I am going to tell you what's going on around me. Yeah. David encourages him, he says pour out your heart. Yeah. Don't just pour out your heart to your friends. Yeah. Don't just pour out your heart to your therapist. Don't just pour out your heart in the dark room. Pour out your heart to God. Yeah. He says, don't just keep it in. Jesus himself didn't even keep it in. Jesus started flipping over tables because he was frustrated with what was going on. Sometimes we got to sit still long enough so that we can begin to wrap our minds around what's going on and then say, Lord, these are the things that are happening and I don't like it but I'll rest in you <laughs> he says pour out your heart before him why? because there is no there is not a desire in which he can't gratify not a trouble in which he can't re- uh, relieve you from there's not a danger in which he cannot defend us in and in and just like in, in this matter, you have to believe that God is who He says He is. If He said He will never leave you nor forsake you, why do you think you're in this alone? He, he, he says, pour out your heart to God because God is our refuge. <laughs> P- pour, pour out, find rest in him because there's a hiding place you have in God. C- can I share something that might, that might get you? Here, here, here it is. The, the hymn writer said, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. I love verse 2. It says, when darkness veils his lovely face. Here it is. I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. Can I do verse 3 and verse 4 for you? My, his oath and his covenant his blood support me in the whelming flood when all around me my soul gives way he then is all my hope and stay verse 4 says this when he shall come with trumpet sounds oh may I then in him be found in him right, is his righteousness alone fullness stand before the throne but then he goes on and he says this refrain on Christ to solid rock God stand. All out the ground is sinking sand. And what he's trying to encourage you in is as long as you build your life on the rock, you'll be alright. David, David says, I know how it feels to be surrounded but rest in God can I give you a better David Jesus Christ his whole life is surrounded by people trying to kill him watch this he's then surrounded by a judge that says I don't know what to do with him then leaves it up to the people to determine what they're going to do. And they said, give us Barabbas. Crucify that man. Crucify him. And Jesus has to then be surrounded on a cross by people who hate him. (laughs) But then he says, (laughs) he says, Father, forgive them. doesn't say, "Lord, strike them all." He doesn't snap his fingers like Thanos and send the whole world into disarray. He screams out words like, "Father, forgive them," because they don't even know what they're doing. The one who gives, the one who is providing salvation on this cross—they're beaten. They're cursing. They're betraying. But I'm providing salvation for them. And he says, he says, he he understands that he could rest in God because he says, Father, into thy hands. He, He forgives them but then he says, I know where I can rest. And it's in the arms of God. And in that moment, he gives up the ghost. But I'm so glad that the story doesn't end with him being betrayed by us, he's surrounded by his enemies. But he provides a way of escape. <laughs> Friends, let me tell you this. The same one, Jesus, because he is God, he still had to do the will of the father. He relied on him and him alone. And so what he says is, I'm going to build my whole foundation on the, on the relationship that we had before you, sent, before you sent me here. And he says, I'll die for them. So that they will know that I can be the example of a cornerstone in which they can build their life around. Cornerstone is the stone that all the other stones are lined up against. And when you line up your life to the cornerstone, you will not be shaken. Storms will come. It'll feel like you want to be shaken. It'll feel like you want to just give up but if you build your house if you build your life on the rock no matter what comes or what goes you can stand because you have built your life on the one who is unshakable would you take rest in that today father we thank you and we we bless you for the hope that is ours in christ jesus Thank you for deliverance from ourselves. Thank you for freeing us from the bondage of death, hell, and the grave. Thank you for Jesus Christ who is the foundation in which we should build our whole entire existence upon. Father, would you be gracious to us as we tear down areas that are not built on you. Help us to do the hard work to align our lives with our Savior. Father, would you be gracious to us? We'll be careful to give your name all glory, honor, and praise. It's in Jesus' name I do pray And every glad heart said, Amen.